Welcome to the study podcast. We are here to encourage and to equip the church that people would fall in love with Jesus and better serve him today. Well, today we come to a a subject that I uh oh probably a year ago had come upon on um Barnar uh if uh Anybody knows Barnard, they know the book Unchristian, or the book uh, You Lost Me, uh, one of the newer books that they have written, and is uh, Good Faith, um, and that's uh, by, oh, let me see, what's their names? <laughs> no, it's Gabe Leones and Dave... David Kidman, and uh, one of the yeah one of their newest ones is actually um, Good Faith, being a Christian when society thinks you're irrelevant and extreme. Um, so that's uh, that's one of their newer books. But they, Dave, Dave Kidman is the CEO president of Barner Research Group, I believe its full name is, and they they are actually a. Uh, an organization that does poll research. They are they poll for like Bible Society of America. They poll for Pew Research. They poll for Lifeway, uh, or I think Lifeway actually does their own. <laughs> but uh, so mainly it's about outreach, about evangelism, about the Great Commission, uh, and it really comes down to uh, an article released a couple months ago as well. Um, the main, you know, the main question that I wanted to push out there is what do you reach for? What do we reach for? And, um, you know, really in our culture, we see a, you know, and just talking Christian culture here for a minute is that we see a clash in between, you know, the relevant and the holiness, you know, where, you know, a lot of Christians view it as this, you know, you're either relevant or you're holy, you know, period, where it's like, we kind of want to boil that down and look at it and say, you know, can't we have a relevant holiness to the day? Can't we, you know, look at the scriptures, look at the context of the scriptures, have understanding scripturally, and then apply it to the day? Can't, can't we have a relevant holiness? You know, we we see another extreme on the measure of, you know, it's either Christianity or coolness. You know, we're either cool like all of our classmates or a Christian you know where it's like a lot of people want to boil it down and say can't we have a cool Christianity can't we have a social justice Christianity can't we have you know differences of opinion in these areas you know you'll can go back and find that you know there's actual statements of you know one side or another stating you know we will only be I think they were called the gospel-centered Christians, where it was pretty much a write-off and saying, we're done with social justice. And, you know, a lot of that argument comes down to, you know, felt needs and versus real needs. And, you know, how do we build bridges in communities, you know, when, you know, these communities don't even want the church, you know. And I've I've met church planters and people where it's like there's parts of our nation that are being built that there's no 
zonage for churches anymore. You know, there's no way to outreach people groups that have literally zoned you out. Like, you have to start a house church movement. You have to do something else. And, and you know, I think sometimes that conflict comes to this measure of of how do we proceed in sharing the gospel with people how do we proceed in mission? So those are the big introductional statements, I guess, you know, and that's that's my my thought, my processes on it, and I'll share more of those as you know we go through. You know, recently the Barnard Group had released a report that over fifty fifty percent of Christian believers do not know what the Great Commission is. So they have no idea. You know, and I believe that report was sometime last year, actually. I'll I'll share the link in the description of the podcast. You know, they have now released a report saying that 47% of millennial Christians do not think sharing their faith is right. Yeah, I don't know the context of all of this, and maybe we should, you know, stop and get an understanding of the questions that were asked, how were they answered, you know, let's step back and see this data. You know, the first article I read right here was on March 20th, March, sorry, just March 2018, on Barnard.com. It states that 51% of churchgoers, and we'll get to what a churchgoer is, do not know the term Great Commission. They can't point to the verse and tell you its meaning meaning to the church community. To me, that tells me there is a theological or doctrinal issue with most churchgoers, which Barnard Group defines as, for the sample, as those who have attended church within the past six months. So that could have been for, yes, they have just been started going, they might have just been there in the past six months, once, twice, three times. You know, it it makes for a big headline, and that's that's the hard part. You know, it, but when you when you look at it and say, you know, that most of these people in the last six months could have just been at Christmas Eve. You know, the article. Is a good one to read, and I, I will leave that link. But you know, we need to see and understand that that churchgoers might not even read the Bible, let alone know the words of Jesus in this area. You know, especially if that's the definition of a churchgoer is is that they've been to church in the last six months. Which, you know, that's that's a broad statement of, like, it could have just been once, it could have been three times. You know, there there's, you know, even in churches that I've been to, uh, like, it, there were families that would come once a month, you know. Like, I mean, there, and then there were other people that could not come all the time. Um, but I really feel like more and more that points to personal... Bible study issue. <laughs> um, you know, the, the next headline is is actually from this year. And I wanted to talk about the Great Commission in this article because I think they're linked in a way. 
You know, this report released in February of this year states, many millennials are unsure about the actual practice of evangelism. Almost half of millennials, 47%, agree that it is at least somewhat that it is wrong to share one's personal belief with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share the same faith. Now, that's a big number. And when you think about it, millennials are coming to the forefronts of ministries and church communities and may agree with this statement. You know, because, you know, I think of the pushback from the culture, you know, three out of five millennials believe that people today are more likely than in the past to take offense if they share their faith. And that's 65% of millennials say that, you know, this, with this light, we need to understand that the gospel is offensive first off, but we need to share it because it is the only way. Yes, the world will be offended, but the truth and the kindness of God is life-giving. And I'll, I'll share that, you know, that article as well. You know, and there's a, another part of that article that states that, you know, disagreement means judgment. You know, it's a, it's a common belief now, and it actually is stated in the article, that over 40% of millennials believe that when you are opposing their viewpoint, you're actually in fact, judging them, you know, judging them on issues of individual identity, you know, they've become fixed points in politics, religion, and relationships throughout our culture, the cultural wars are fought in the hearts and minds of everyone, and even in our schools, and our our worldviews, our worldview is seen as the one that is opposing good, but in reality, we have the good life, according to John 10.10, You know, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John 10, 10 through 11. You know, my my question right here is, you know, are the millennials on to something? Or have they become too feely with safe zones and tolerance becoming you have to agree with me you know yes it's a a pendulum swing from communities that ostracize people that do not believe what they believe putting them in ghettos and elitism and and that being said you know christianity has a better answer hope in jesus and the hope in jesus is included and given to everyone is is shared with everyone and once you have that hope you're a part of a body a family a community that thinks and feels and knows differently than the world around them because its master is not the world and as one pastor said once christians are narrow-minded because jesus is narrow-minded you know those are pretty harsh words in today's culture but so is John 14:6 where Jesus states I am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father except through me and so is Acts 4:21 there is no other name under heaven 
which man must be saved by, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. You know, this is the truth of the matter. But I think we should learn to love people where they're at and point them to Jesus, not just group them up as sinners apart from God, but as sinners in need of God. You know, do we see people as POWs, prisoners of war, or do we see them as just people on the wrong side, people that have you know, just made their choices. You know what? We've made our choices. We've made bad choices. And yet Jesus has come into our lives and given us his righteousness. You know, Dave Kidman, the president of Barner Group, says this, as, as much as ever, evangelism isn't just about saving the unsaved, but reminding ourselves that this stuff matters, that the Bible is trustworthy, and that Jesus changes everything. You know, I think our our young church community is trying to help our community in how we speak of our hope. That it's it is the hope of Jesus. That they want others to know their God and to journey with them, not just to leave them. And we are a culture that doesn't want to be force-fed anything anymore. We are very much about being informed and then making choices. You know, and in the end, you know, whether it's the millennials have, you know, right to say what they're saying, you know, the Lord sees the heart. You know, Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. You know, and I, at this moment, I want to suggest the book Unchristian. You know, if, if you're sitting there like, just, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get where evangelical Christianity is going. I don't get where these younger people are going. Sit down and read Gabe Leon's book, Next Christians. Uh, yeah, you can sit down and read Unchristian by Gabe Leon and, and Dave Kid- Kidman. I believe is uh, saying his name correct. But after you sit down and read that book, sit down and read Next Christians by Gabe Leon. I think a lot of the younger people are trying to communicate that relevant holiness. That Christianity that, you know, is not just cool, but amazing and and hope filled in different realms now you know in this we must not forget who our god is you know we who are the believers on the other percentage need to tell our fellow church community of god of his character, of his mighty grace, and his everlasting love, and that he wants all of humanity to know of him. You know, as it says in Isaiah forty twenty eight, Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. You know, that's our God. 
you know, and I think, you know, even if we're on the percentage of, well, no, I share my faith, and I and I love to share my faith because I want people in heaven, and I want people to know Jesus. And if you're on the other side of it, and you're like, I'm scared, I'm lonely, I, secular believers are the only, secular believers, sorry, uh, un, unsaved people are my only friends at work, and I have no fellowship, you know, then get in a good fellowship. Get you know, nestled in, get cozy with the family, and share your joy. Share your creator. You know, he is our God, our maker, and he alone gives us our meaning. He has come to reason with us, that we may reason with our fellow man about God, Messiah, hope, and heaven, and hell. You know, Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You know, there's nothing greater than that, than knowing God, than dwelling with God and, and being a part of the family of God. You know, as the big postmodern scary monster comes and whatever comes next comes towards what once was old Christian and an old you know society believed what we believed we come to understand that you know yeah our world is sinful our world is broken our world is full of crazy ideas against God and we need to take those captive and we need to have you know good apologetics but we also need to have good love for one another first off a love for Jesus a love for each other and a love for our neighbors to go forward and to talk about it you know and they see a difference you know they see something that stands out and that's not you (laughs) You know, that's how Jesus has changed you. That's how Jesus has molded you. That's how Jesus has done this or that. You know, and and to wrap up here, I, I wanted to read the Great Commission. And Jesus came to them and said, this is Matthew 18 through 20. Matthew, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came... And said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now Jesus has commissioned us to go and make disciples and there's not a set standard of ways. There's many different ways that you see it in the book of Acts of making disciples. And I, I feel like even in, you know, we're going to share our faith parts of evangelicalism. We have fallen short on the making disciples stage. And even on the social justice side and all these other sides, we have fallen short on, yes, sharing the gospel and even making disciples that we need to dis- disciple people, that we need to 
have investments in people and in each other. Because we are the family, the body of Christ. We need to invest in each other. And we need to invest in a world that Jesus loves. You know, and as as Del Tackett says in the Truth Project, do we do we do we have that heartthrob of God? Do we know what He cares for? Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us on another uh, episode of the study and uh, the study podcast. And you know, if you got any questions, comments, you know, go ahead and leave them on our Facebook page or um, yeah, I, I think there's a messenger thing on there, but. You know, if you just got any, you know, words to, you know, hey, maybe a, another suggestion for another podcast, um, but we'd, we'd love to hear from you, and we hope and pray that you have a great day, uh, study hard, and uh, may the Lord bless you as you study his word. Have a great day.